and welcome, friends, family, fans of the community of Goshen and Three Fs. everywhere else, you know, Elkhart County, Kosciuszko County. Yes, you said it right. Yes. LaGrange County. LaGrange County. All we the also... listeners in these areas, uh, welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We have another edition here today. You forgot Noble County. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's four counties, correct? Yep. Four counties. Elkhart, Noble, Kosciuszko, LaGrange. Kosciuszko, yes. It's a lot of fun to say. But anyway, after all this talk about counties in the area, this is Evan Leepak, sports reporter for the Goshen News. Joined with me, as always, uh, Austin Huff over there. Uh, he's a sports editor, believe Still, it or not. Technically. Still the guy? Yep. He's over there with his uh, headphones on. Yeah, I've Pro- become producing podcast, this podcast producer. I've, uh, I should get extra pay for this. I'm the podcast producer now, so I look a lot really official. If the quality of sound has gone down in the last couple weeks of this podcast, you can just blame me, because Sheila's, who are... We used to have as our podcast producer, but now she's the managing editor of the paper. So she's, she's got bigger busy. things to worry about bigger than, fish than us idiots babbling about sports for 40 to 45 minutes, given what we're talking about. So uh, Sheila Sheila has delegated the role to me. She trusts that I won't say anything stupid, or if I do say something stupid, I know I'd edit it out. So We do usually say at least one or two things that are probably... Edited out per episode, maybe? <laughs> no, no. Only had it one time, really. Oh, was I, it you or me? Me. Oh, when I maybe said a bad word. Think but we said, cut it out. said the uh, H word, double, H-E, double hockey Oh, sticks. no, that wasn't that one. I, I <laughs> couldn't get my names in order. I might have said another bad word. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, I didn't say that quiet enough under my breath. That picked up on the audio, so yeah, I'd I edit it do. out. What episode that was in, I don't remember. And the audience listening now will never know either because it was edited out. You can't go find it. it. The audio does not exist anymore. What does exist? Spring sports season. We're in, baby. You like that transition? About, Evan laughed. We're about to go in. We're about to dive in. Dive in. We got we got May. May, boom, boom, boom. Every, like, multiple, four or five times yeah. a week. You want to... looking at stuff. You want to feel... Uh, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but Sunday, the baseball and softball sectional brackets come out. Like, here we go. It's, it's happening. I feel like this year is flying by. I, guess. I mean, Just the sectionals, sectionals for those sports don't start for three more weeks, but I think they do it early because it lets like pitching staffs for baseball get in line. So mm-hmm. that way, if you know you're playing like the Thursday, Saturday, Monday, like you can get your ace pitcher ready to go for Thursday, you know. More strategy as far as personnel is needed. Right. Like, for Fairfield specifically, like Alec Hirschberger, obviously, you want to know, it'd be nice to know now when, what days you're going to be supposed to be playing, you know, in the sectional, whether, of course. who you're going to play, you know. And who you're going to play, too. Right. If Fairfield draws someone relatively weak in the first like if they got to play that Thursday night and they're playing probably might not start you wait maybe you save them for Saturday right so it's all strategy and then but maybe you pitch them Thursday so you can win and he he shouldn't pitch enough and then you get to have him for Monday because you've pitched him Saturday he's not pitching Monday but if you pitch him Thursday and you keep him under 70 pitches or whatever three days later you come back Monday potentially Obviously, you got to win Saturday, but there's a lot of strategy with that. Teams with, be- teams with deeper pitching tend to win 
that sectional. It really just comes down to that. Like you saw Grant Brooks for Wawasee win two games last year in the sectional. Mm-hmm. He won the Thursday against Lakeland, and then he won the the uh, the, the Monday against Northwood. So it it can happen. How's the Angels in the outfield? It could happen. Put your guy. mic a little. You gotta be closer to your mic, bud. You're, I'm looking. I'm way louder than you are right now. Are you gonna edit this out? I know. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> People need to know, for the record. Um, okay, let's talk about what we actually were planning on talking about. Uh, so we got those sectionals coming out Saturday. But let's recap this past week. We had a lot of stuff happening, highlighted by the grandeur known as the Goshen Relays, 79th running. Penn High School. You want to turn that off on your computer as well, Mr. Lee Pack. Thank you. Did you catch that? Yeah, it definitely picked up. Yes. <laughs> um, that's that's Evan getting an email. If anyone could hear that noise, um, turn the mute off. Turn the mute on. I should say. So yeah, um, Goshen Relays Northwood, your Class B champions, Brevin Miller. Beast, beast of a thrower right now. Won the shot put with a throw of 52 feet. Second in the discus toss, scores 18 points for his team. They end up edging uh, St. Joe by six points. Uh, St. Joe won it last year, and uh, Northwood had won the year the four years prior. So they've they've kind of had a stranglehold on Class B for a while. But it would seem like they weren't going to win at the end, but they hadn't counted the discus points yet. So when Northwood scored 11 points total in discus throw that got them over the edge. Um, it seemed like when the running ended that St. Joe had won, but then they actually counted the discus points, and Northwood scored 11 there. St. Joe scored zero. That's why Northwood won by six. St. Joe needed a discus guy. Even just, like, th- throwing the runners out there, <laughs> see if he can get some points. See if he can get it, like, an eighth. Well, yeah, it would have been tough because Miller was so good, but, you know, they only scored the top eight, obviously, in the shot put and the discus, so he would have needed a, yeah. But... Just, just get your biggest runner and hope he can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, kudos to Northwood, man. They, um, you know, they also won in the four by eight and the distance medley. Um, you know, they got some good, good throwers, good runners. Uh, they're gonna be, they're gonna be feisty in the NLC in those events and sectional. You know, so uh, they, they did a, obviously had a good showing with, with winning um, in this smaller school class. Um, also, shout out a couple other guys that did well for our area. Goshen senior Drew Hogan had three wins, two relay wins, and then he won the 1600, uh, his heat in the 1600. Is it a similar performance to what he had last year? Because I know he won. He didn't win anything last year. He didn't? No. He okay. was like, because I asked him afterwards, like, you know, what's it mean to win three, you know, events here today? And he was like, well, feels really good because I've never won anything here before ever. So it was nice to win one. It's but like, two of them, two of them were relays, and one was individual, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like you know, the uh, the Goshen relays are a little different. It's not like they take the top time. Like he still had the top times in those events, but like the four by eight, there's two winners. You run two different heats, mm. and so each heat gets like, a winner. And the, and the sixteen hundred was like that too. But he won. He was the fastest time. They were the Goshen was the fastest four by eight, and he was the fastest sixteen hundred runner. So he really won it. And the DMR, the distance medley, that's just one race. So when they won that, so like, yeah, he was the fastest. Like they legitimate. If it was a normal meet, he would have won all three too. Mm-hmm. So he had a good showing. 
had a pretty good showing. Who is uh, this Jaton Thomas guy? Jaton Thomas, Thomas from Concord. Yes, he was a two hundred uh, meter uh, sprint NLC champ last year. He's had a nice off season and he's gotten faster and he won the hundred this year. Nice time of ten point nine five seconds. That's pretty good. Um, sub eleven in the hundred dash. That's gonna get you, you know, going. He was also part of the four by two hundred meter relay team that won uh, at, for Concord, and then Concord also got a win in the four by four. So they, uh, Jaton Thomas, he's one of those guys that he was at state last year. He qualified for state in the two hundred. So he's someone that you got to keep your eye on, you know. And uh, I yeah. just would figure. An athlete like that, you'd hear his name maybe in another sport. Yeah, well, he used to play football, but he stopped playing football. And I don't think he did anything in the winter either. So he just really focuses in on sprinting and track. So, Congratulations working, to that guy. It's working so far. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. He's going to have another chance to get down to state. So he's pretty fast. So we had a good, we had a good showing. I mean, really I mean, all across third. the board. Uh, Mason Floria from Northridge won the Class A hurdles, and Dominic Lawrence from Lakeland won the Class B hurdles. Um, so we had some good performances there. And, yeah, I, I think, like, now that we're kind of settled in, you know, a couple weeks, we got some meets to evaluate. Like, you can kind of tell who our strengths, where our strengths are going to be at in this, right? Goshen's distance, guys. Northridge. Mason Floria is really good in both hurdles races, the 100, the 110, excuse me, and the 300. Jack Moore, of course, the distance guys at Northridge are going to be a force. Um, Dominic Lawrence and uh, Wyatt Priestley in the pole vault, uh, they're both very good at Lakeland. They both could make, you know, appearances to state in their respective events, excuse me. Uh, Brevin Miller throwing for Northwood could make a, a, or a state appearance run. Um, so you got some guys. I mean, we it's we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it was going to be like we need some time to figure out who's good and who's not. Like, because track it felt like it was pretty wide open. You knew the distance guys, but everything else was kind of open. Well, now we've kind of had a couple weeks, and you're like, okay, like you're settling into figuring out, like, okay, these guys are going to be the ones that we need to probably pay attention to as we get going here. I mean, crazy to think about it, but conference meets are in two weeks. May, for like the second week of May, mm-hmm. so like they're coming up, and then sectional, regional, right after that, state, like it's all coming here. Like, it's all connected. Here we go. Like, yeah. So should be fun. It should be fun to see who um, stands out. I feel like the Goshen relays is a perfect, you know, right kind of to be able to tell because they're all there. Right. A lot of competition. Right. And you know, those, some of the events are different, right? Like the sprint medley and the distance medley relay. Like those aren't traditional events but like you know you still can get a vibe of like who's the fast ones right Mm -hmm. who's going to be guys in general all the field events are the same of course so you get an idea of who's going to stand out there so it is a good baseline for like okay where are we at right now and who are some guys to maybe keep an eye on as we get going and some guys will come out of nowhere Jaton Thomas came out of nowhere last year at NLC you know so you never know but it's nice to kind of have that feeling of like okay if we got to, like, if we're at a meet, who do we got to get photos of, right? Like, who are the people we need to really pay attention to? Who could win a couple events? Like, boom. 
Focus on those people. You're always gonna miss somebody though. There's a oh, sleep yeah. there's a sleeper in the in the in the rough out there. There probably will be. There's probably <laughs> someone we're not talking about that will show up and, and you know, be a superstar. He's gonna be like, haha, you Goshen News people, you know nothing because I am actually a baller. We do know nothing. So we'll find out who that person will be. All we know are the records of teams and that's that's about it. So um, <laughs> quickly let's get in some girls track too. I and mean, then there were some Couple notable performances this past week. Shout out, uh, Wawasi sophomore Emma Yoder, Brokey. athlete of the week. She's an athlete nominee. of the week nominee. nominee. So is Drew Hogan and Brevin Miller. There you go. Jatan should have got it too. He, Poor Jatan. We would have ran out of nominate. We would have just like nominate only track people at that point. Um, should have nominated ten this week with the Goshen Relays. Just everyone who wanted to bet at the Goshen Relays, you get nominated. Um, Emma Yoder broke a 42-year-old school record in the discus throw. Threw it 126 feet, 9 inches. That's a far toss. She won by more than 20 feet in her class at the uh, Turtle Town Relays at Churubusco. I know so, I know all too well. It's like, I know where that is. <laughs> yep, Turtle Town Relays. It's pretty much only one place in the whole state that can be. Um, Churubusco. So, yeah, congratulations to her. That's obviously an incredible accomplishment. She's only a sophomore, so she got to think she's only going to get better from here. Um, she's another one, you know. Now you got to keep your eye on when you get to the sectional NLC time. Like, she's going to be a force. She's in a tough – it might be tough for her to win NLC. Uh, Abby Sanner from Warsaw is also a very good thrower. So, like, that's, that's going to be tough competition. She's like – Abby Sanner, she's pretty good. I forgot what she threw at um, – at, um, the Goshen Relays. I can look that up, though. I'm tr- I'm stalling. I'm trying to stall here. I know I wrote her name down as the winner. Oh, no, wait. She wasn't there. She was at the track meet on Thursday because the Goshen Relays are only boys. Hold on. This is a dramatic pause. I'm pulling it up. It's One okay. One second. She threw the discus 124 feet 9 inches, so two feet shorter than what Emma threw. Exactly. So it's going to be one of those two, it feels like, at NLC – could, could come down to inches. Literally. Yes. Could. And um, also, shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Northridge. Northridge girls. They they hung tough with Warsaw. Just need the field. Yeah. If they had any points in the field events, they would have uh, been a force. But they won more running events than Warsaw. I don't know how many people could say that in the last 20 years in girls track in the NLC. So, um yeah, I mean, they're pretty confident. I don't know what that means for them in terms of like winning the NLC or winning a team sectional title, but they're going to be in contention. They're going to fight, you know, fight for every position basically. So, yeah. Just not the field. Just not it's the field. They're really good on the track. It's the field part that Imagine the powerhouse they would be if they were a little more evened out. Yeah, I mean, that's what helped like Northridge boys last year, having like, you know, Carter Bach and Zayern Rumfeld, like mm-hmm. in the throwing events, like that gave them the whole well rounded team. You remember that? Yeah. Remember the story you wrote? It was a good I one. did write a story about them. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Zayern Rumfeld, it's a hard name to remember, but, you know. A little throwback. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what won them a lot. I mean, they were getting first and second and shot and disc mm-hmm. every event they walked into. You know, so like that, that was 18 points right there. And then they already had, they had the good runners and Flory on the hurdles. Like, you know, they have a good, uh, good thrower this year. 
and his name escapes me right now. I apologize. I don't have it written down. It would take way too much work to look it up. But he got in the top eight of discus at Goshen Relays on Saturday. So he's a junior. Um, I got a photo of him. I forgot his name, though. I apologize. Uh, so, yeah. But they got, again, it, it, it's a battle. If you're going to win those team titles, you got to have that well-roundedness. So it's great to be competitive on the track, but if you don't have those field points, like it's it's over. Strength in numbers, it's kind of like swimming, right? right? I mean, that's a that's the thing. It's Warsaw has what two or three more through two times at least more kids than Northridge probably. Mm-hmm. So that that's where it makes it up for it. And same thing in the swimming. And we were I brought that example up to one of the track coaches I was talking to last week, and I was just like, yeah, I mean, you know. Wallace Girls Swimming had some pretty good top-end talent this past year, but they weren't winning a lot of those team events against Concord, Northridge, you know. they Diving. Right. It's because of the diving and, you know, the depth. Like, depth. Concord, Concord had depth. Concord had a good diver. I, it was overshadowed by all the Northridge divers, but had enough of a diving presence, and the swimmers were just deeper. So, yeah. It's just a numbers game sometimes. So, which is why Carmel's won, uh, you know, oh, hundred in a row. Like, yeah, <laughs> and girls thirty-five. Swimming. Thirty-five, I think, is the actual number. Uh, okay, I think that's a good good track talk, man. Good Insane. track talk. How about that? So let's uh, pivot to baseball and softball. We got the NECC tournaments going on this week. Big games tonight. We're gonna tape this, and then all of our takes are gonna look bad because we're gonna make all these great takes, and then. We're going to games around Tuesday night, so we're going to look like idiots. Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, we've got the two best games, you know, tonight. We'll start with the baseball side. Garrett, 8-1 and one against Fairfield, 7-1 and one in Benton. Uh, these two teams just played six days ago. Fairfield lost. Only lost. Only lost was to Garrett, 5 uh, nothing. Fairfield Al- didn't fare well, 5 nothing. L. <laughs> But gonna, we get the I'm rematch. I'm gonna mute your mic for like 30 we, we seconds. Get, we get the we get the rematch. Right, we and this time match. you get Alec Hirschberger on the mound for Fairfield. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect to Owen Miller. He's a he's a good pitcher for them, and he's gonna be a key for them to win a sectional. But Hirschberger is their obvious ace, and uh, if he pitches, he's gonna pitch tonight. So I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued to see how that goes. Um, should be a fun game. And then on the softball side, pair of undefeateds going at each other in Topeka, Emma Town tonight. Emma Town. Six and zero Westview hosting ten and zero East Side. Um, with Westview this year, it starts and ends pretty much with Alexis Antel. Feel like we've said her name a hundred thousand times this spring, whether it be in prep roundups or athlete of the week nominees or this podcast. Or for the good previews. reason. For but, good reason. Yeah, I for mean, good she's, reason. she's pitched every inning, I think. For the Warriors, and she's like batting like seven hundred. Yes, and she's batting like what's her? What's we got, her we got forty-two right innings pitched. Obviously, yeah, six it. games started. Uh, she's only given up four earned runs in forty-two innings pitched. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, she's uh, really good right now. Fifteen hits, uh, eighty-seven strikeouts through forty-two innings pitched, six games. That's also a lot. Uh, pretty good, I would say. You know. 87, 87 strikeouts in six games. Yeah. Pretty solid. And then, that's yeah. A, that's we, an average of more than 10. And then more than can, 11. Yep. And then you can go look at the batting. Literally hitting over 700. Yeah. 
I mean, she does it all. It's twenty-one at bats. It's not like oh, she only she's only has like a few at bats. No, she she has the same amount of play appearances as everyone else. So right. it's like that's insane. It's an insane start to the season. Yeah, she. Um, you know, Westview. I think they're not getting enough respect right now. Um, they're not ranked in the top ten of the two A poll. They've only played six games, so that hurts. Like they've had a lot of games moved, rained. Mm-hmm. And they're not a traditional, like, softball power. It takes a team. Like, Westview has to do a lot to kind of get the attention of the poll people, the coaches association, things like that. But I tell you what, if they make a run here, if they repeat as NECC tournament champions this week, that includes beating an undefeated East side and winning two more games after that, like, going to be hard to deny, like, where they are right now, you know. So, should be fun. I mean, I'm really intrigued to see how they do tonight. Uh, this will be their first like real real test of the season. So I'm feeling a W. So for whenever, Westview, so whenever, for so Westview. whenever they lose, then yeah, there you go. I That's, can get attacked. Thank you, thank you, Evan, for cursing. Um, this is the year, man. We've I mean we've been talking about it. Fairfield's a little down. This is still this, playing well. This is Westview. They are five and three. Yeah, but. This is Westview's year, man. They have to take advantage. It feels like it. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to give them that nudge. You know, the it motivation. Feels like feels like Westview's year. It, this feels like it should be where they break through. But you never know. It's postseason's weird, man. Oh, I don't sleep on Skibby. The Skibs don't sleep on them. So no sleep, Skibby. That's so, what I call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying it's over, but I'm saying this is the best chance they've had, and obviously, probably a long time, considering. Yeah. They've never done it before, so yeah. let's get that sectional. Yeah. Let's do it. I, and let's I start with an NECC title, although they won it last year, too. They did win it last year. But. So, yeah, we'll have um, softball and baseball games tonight, and then the any, the softball semifinals are Thursday. The championship game is Friday, all at 5.30 p.m. Uh, you can see the bracket online. We've retweeted it at TGN underscore sports. You can see who's all playing who, where they'll be at. Baseball, they play semifinals Friday. Championship game is Saturday at 11 a.m. at Garrett. So no matter who's in it, it's at Garrett. Saturday, 11 a.m. Is that like an hour? It's about an hour from Goshen. So if we get Fairfield or Westview, Westview's baseball, they're hanging in there, 4-4. Four and four, Play east side tonight. So if, if one of those two makes a run, uh, go to Garrett Saturday morning. That's you. That's you, Evan. You're going to Garrett Saturday morning. It's good mileage. Yeah, it is. It's not really what I would want to do on my Saturday morning, I suppose, but uh, go to Garrett. Spin zone zone is you'll be done with work by like five, four at the late, probably four. It's a good spin zone. Yeah. Not as good as a spin on Hershberger's curveball, but you know. Okay. Uh, More baseball talk. (laughs) Let's just, you know, keep it going. Uh, We've got... You know, other other conference baseball. NLC started up. And uh, guess what? Northridge good again and everything. Good to know. Um, Northridge baseball, 4-0. Northridge softball, 4-0 in the conference. Uh, where do you want to start first, softball or baseball with Northridge? Where, where's your eyes take you, Mr. Leepak? Uh, you saw Northridge softball on Friday. I mean, let's talk with them. Abby Hostetler, after the week nominee. She's pitched all four NLC games for them. And uh, she struck out like like seventy batters. I'm pretty sure in those three games, or maybe more. She had than a no hitter against Northwood, like because I asked I asked mm-hmm. Ray. I was like, "This is arguably, you know, her merc, her merc, her merc, 
her most complete game she's you know pitched so far and obviously she had pitched a no hitter against Northwood so technically no but Concord's a better team than Northwood yeah and you strike out 15 batters you go a complete game and you only give up one hit and that one hit was the first batter of the game I would say it's hard to argue that that's not a better performance than a no hitter against Northwood but yeah. uh, I mean Northwood just, just put opinion. up Northwood just put up 15 they put up, runs on they Warsaw. put up a lot of runs they put up 11 runs on Wawasee yeah. the other, the other day Northwood's well. last two games have been 11-10 and 15-14. to 14. <laughs> So if you love offense, go watch Northwood softball play, except when they play Northridge, apparently. Yeah. So If you love offense, don't uh, go watch anyone play against Northridge. Go take the over. Take the over in every Northwood softball game from here on out. And the under for every Northridge softball game. <laughs> yeah, the, unless Northridge breaks out. If Northridge, I mean, the what? They beat Goshen 4-3. Northwood game was like what eight nothing nine nothing nine nothing and then yep. three nothing against Concord it was eight nothing against Wawasee one swing game. of the bat made right. the difference Tavia, there wasn't a lot of hits in that game Tavia either. Bratt Tavia Bratt of swimming fame three run bomb first inning and that was it that was all, all that was all the score yeah so so they're rolling they're playing well um, NLC softball as of now. Feels like they've beaten the top two teams that would be challenging them. Goshen, Concord right now. While Warsaw is struggling. Wawasee, they beat Wawasee and they beat Northwood. Like any t- all the teams that have like played well, they've beaten. You said they're scrappy. Wawasee softball. They could be. They're they're give sex- you, give sectional champs. Mark. I mean, they're they they're scrappy. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the NLC. You're feeling pretty confident when you uh, when you look at Goshen, you look at Northridge, you look at Concord. Those t- those three teams are probably going to be up there, and, and they're all in the same sectional too. Of course, and they all got to go to Warsaw for the sectional this year. <laughs> it's a long drive, not well, you know, longish, but yeah. How's Warsaw doing these these days? They, they lost to Northwood last night. They're like two and three or two and two in the conference. I don't know. They've they're they've been decent the last couple of years, so I don't know. So yeah, I'm not. I I suppose you don't really have to worry about them necessarily mm-hmm. threatening. Yeah, Warsaw baseball feels like more of a threat to Northridge than Warsaw's, Warsaw softball at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's not really saying much either. Because well, Warsaw uh, is still they're three and zero in the NLC. They could be. I mean, they have one game that still has to be finished with Goshen. Goshen has two games left in the NLC that have to be finished: Mishawaka and Warsaw. So and they're tied with Warsaw and they're leading Mishawaka. So like they could be three and one in the conference right now. Potentially they're only one and one. So because they haven't finished off a game. So they're starting the last couple games. Figure it out a little bit. Other than the eleven to one loss to Adams on Saturday. Yeah, Adams is a decent team though. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they 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 have figured it out in the NLC. That's for sure. I suppose that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> they haven't Conference. figured it out outside of it. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah. Which is, I'm surprised by this. I, I remember watching their season opener. Are you okay there, buddy? Yeah. They having some issues? Keep going. Yeah. I remember watching their Keep season going. opener. <laughs> I remember seeing their season opener against West Noble and being uh, fairly impressed. I was like, this could be a team to watch out for this season. Unfortunately, it's just been like kind of a nosedive. They mm-hmm. picked it up, fought. Fought hard against Warsaw, had a close game against Mishawaka, but other than that, man, it's been a bunch of blowouts and underachieving, I would say. 
because they have experience. You know? Yeah. They have experienced players. Mm -hmm. Like, JJ even said that to me, you know, after... Unfortunately, the Warsaw game was paused, and I was there for the 3-3 tie. Mm -hmm. But uh, he said... A lot of it comes not doesn't come down to experience because a lot of these guys have RC experience, so they just have to figure it out. That, they just that, have to dig deep. Is that the first time you've ever covered a game where nobody won? Probably. Other than like a game just being called or like soccer. I like a tie. They'll end in draws in soccer. No, I don't think I. No. The NLC does ties in soccer, so if you you've probably covered an NLC, you probably did i've i've probably covered a couple of them too i really don't remember yeah hmm. i don't think the nlc coaches like the tie rule what's well, annoying ECC does like overtime and then pks which makes the game go longer if we do get to over like, overtime but the nlc is like nope tie i should at least just do penalty kicks if yeah i wouldn't gonna, mind doing it if they don't want to do overtime like a 10 minute overtime and then pks i'm fine with that Maybe they'll change the rule. Maybe we're going to like do some peer pressure on this podcast. They're going to be like, wait, they're talking about soccer in April? Yeah. Whoever runs the NLC is listening. Yeah. Who's the commission? <laughs> there's not a com- There's different sport commissioners. I don't think... Uh, so there's not one person that over no. like no. is over everyone? No. Okay. I got a list of each sports commissioner sent to me two years ago, and now six of the eight ADs aren't even in the, you know schools anymore so i have no idea who runs anything anymore that's not great yeah no no it's not i gotta get a new list i gotta email dave preheim be like hey dave will help you can you update the uh list for me of who runs each sport for the nlc uh so yeah so that's that's any other baseball softball notes you want to get in before we uh I mean, Goshen softball is playing well. We kind of talked about that. Talking, yeah, Goshen softball. You know, Fairfield softball. They're, you know, the roster is uh, a lot different than last year, but they're they're figuring it out. So, it's and they got a good draw. They got Garrett softball. They should be able to take care of Garrett today. Um, and then they'll probably lose because I said that out loud. But uh, yeah, I mean, they've got a they've got a nice path to the final up top. So. Yep, and we discussed Westview baseball as well. Mm-hmm. We discussed all the NLC teams on both sides. We discussed the NECC teams yeah. that we like on both sides. So I think cool, we have uh, uh, touched on everybody. Just, just a quick, cool scheduling note. Next Tuesday, we get Lakeland and West Noble playing each other at Parkview Field in Fort Wayne. Home of the Tin Caps. And uh, Wawasee plays the nightcap against East Noble. So next Tuesday, May 3rd, West Noble Lakeland at 4.30, Wawasee and uh, East Noble at 7. So, there you go. And we'll be there early to do our podcast live. And uh... <laughs> do the podcast. You said it. We might. Maybe we'll do an episode from uh, Parkview Field. Could you imagine? Bring all the stuff. Yeah, I get have no the, idea. Uh, get the 10 Caps mascot like to mess Johnny with us Appleseed. and stuff. Yeah. Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> can we interview Fernando Tatis Jr.? He played for the 10 Caps. We can get... Uh... The reporter for them, Dylan Sin. Maybe Dylan we can Sin have him on. The, he'd be a recurring guest. And he'd we be can, a second time. Yeah, we can talk to little tin caps. Talk to little tin caps. Dude, the tins are playing well. The tin caps are. What did rolling. you say? The tins. <laughs> <laughs> I jokingly <laughs> call them the tins to Dylan, and I just instinctively said that. What about the caps? Yeah, people call them the caps, but like I jokingly just call them the tins because it pissed him off for a couple of times I said it and he's like no no one calls them the tins and I'm like I don't care like it's just stupid let me be stupid I call them the tins let me be stupid with it okay um okay 
So, quickly, let's do a little tennis, a little area tennis talk. Um, North Ridge, they're playing well. They've yeah. won, they've won uh, I think, was it four in a row? Five in a row? Yeah, four in a row. Four they were row. one and two. Now they've won four in a row. So, three really convincing wins in the last seven days. Goshen, Jimtown, Northwood. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwood playing well, too, but Northridge appears once again to be the, the lead catalyst right now in the NLC. Are you surprised? No. I mean, a little bit. They did lose half their team from last year, but also, like, no, that that's a program. That, with Chris, Austin Christner now, they're kind of just reloading. Like, I, they haven't played Warsaw. I don't know if Warsaw's good this year. Like, Warsaw tends to always be just, like, good in everything, like, mm-hmm. good enough in everything. So, I don't know where they're at, but if Northridge takes care of them, then, like, yeah, they're the NLC champs. So I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And Northwood's playing well. And Fairfield. Fairfield beat Northridge. The NECC doesn't really offer much competition, it looks like, this year. Um, so, congratulations, to, yeah. Fairfield uh, girls tennis. I was in the regionals last year, right? Fairfield and uh, Northridge. Northridge. Yep. Yeah, regional final. Yep. So, it, you know, uh, the sectional breaks down where it's Fairfield, Northwood, Goshen, and Bethany. And then Northridge is in one with Concord and, like, uh, Elkhart and Jimtown. And then you get West Noble, Westview, Lakeland, Central Noble, like in the other one. Wawasee goes south. It's very weird. Wawasee goes with Warsaw, but they don't feed into the regional that like all of our other schools are in. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of get thrown out. Like I feel bad for them. Like it's really hard to go cover them when we got everyone going to one regional. So we are guaranteed at least one team to regional with that Fairfield, Northwood, Bethany, Goshen one. And then Northridge Concord have been good enough the last couple of years where they usually get into. So um, I would enjoy a nice Lila Dean Addison Mast uh, matchup again. That would be fun. Northridge is number two. Sage Wheatley, she's doing really well. Wheatley, it's Wheatley, it's Wheatley, it's Whitley, it's Wheatley. It's it's it looks like wheat. It's wheat and then Lee. It could be Whitley, but I think it's Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're she they're, was on JV team last year. They're finding their groove. And now she's number two. Yeah. Singles. And she's taking everybody out. They are finding their mojo right now. That's the problem. And you said they've already played each other. Who? Fairfield Northridge. Yeah, Fairfield beat Northridge. So. In Northridge's first match of the year, though. So it was Northridge's first match of the year. Fairfield had like one or two under their belt. So, I mean, you're going to maybe take that with a grain of salt. But you, you never know. But. Yeah, so we, we're continuing the season here. Uh, sectionals begin May 18th, I believe, for girls' tennis. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds right. So the brackets come out May 16th, and then they play two days later. So it's the opposite of baseball where they give them a month to prepare. Girls' tennis is like, yeah, you get 36 hours. So that's get, about it. You get a day and a half. <laughs> you, get, yeah, you get Tuesday to mentally know who you're playing, and then you go. So... Yeah. Um, anything else from the local scene before we uh, talk about them fighting Irish? Hey, uh, Drew Pine. Woo. That guy sucks. No, I'm hey, just kidding. I watch mean, your language. That's uh, fine. Jeez. This, oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I stink. Yeah. 
I saw an article like someone wrote about like how he was pretty much like set up to fail in the spring game, which fine. Like he's playing quarterback for both teams. Was that a Homer website or what? It was, was one that, foot down. Oh, that's, that's uh, SB a, Nation. It's a Notre Dame Homer website, yeah, right? But there. like in a sense, yeah, because he had to play quarterback for both teams. So like he was obviously going to throw the most passes. Like he didn't really like if they were doing this like the true scrimmage. It was supposed to be him versus Buckner, basically, right? And, like, they could have had a little bit more of a game plan where, like, Pine was just kind of running off. I don't know. Like, I get the I get the argument. That doesn't mean he didn't look terrible at times. If anything, he should be more in rhythm. You just never leave the field. Right. But also, you, you're playing the most play. He played the most plays of anybody, you know? Like, I, I don't know. The only thing, the things that could It's not like me, he doesn't know who these right. wide receivers are right. and stuff. No, I'm so, just saying. Or these players. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 he wasn't set up to succeed. But also, like, he didn't look good, and the kicking game looked terrible, and... It did. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, thank God it's April 26th, and we got some time to figure some things out. He threw two interceptions that weren't even close. Tyler Buckner won the starting job by not playing. He was smiling on the sideline. I would be, too. I was like, look at this guy. <laughs> but he was, like, threw pie, and he threw... His first interception he threw got negated because of a penalty, but that was bad. And then he just came back and threw another one on the same exact series a few plays later. And then Ramon Henderson dropped what would have been another interception that didn't happen. And then he had two really bad interceptions that actually did count. So he should have had four picks. And he threw one touchdown, and it was a two-yard out to a tight end. You know, So it's not like yeah. this touchdown pass is impressive. He's, he made a few pretty solid passes. Like intermediate throws, a couple to Michael Mayer, a couple to Braden Lindsay. But uh, other than that, I wasn't crazy impressed, obviously. I don't think anybody really was. And he was just uh, he was chilling with his gut out as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he wears the cutoff. Like, it's why? like this man does not have you, a, If you don't have a six pack, like, you got to know your body, bro. You got to know your body. I know don't this man that, shotguns I, beers. I know he does. I look. I learned like 10 years ago, I'm probably never going to have a six pack, even no matter how hard I work at it. 10 years ago, you gave up in high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> way. It's probably longer than that. Probably like 12 years now. Um, you know, I, I, I dress accordingly, okay? I don't got big muscles. You're not going to see me wear a tank top anytime soon, all right? I'm kind of flabby. You know, out of shape. Maybe it's a bet. Maybe you lost a bet. Maybe you I know what? So, Maybe though. I need to get into tank top shape. Maybe that's my goal. I'm gonna wear a tank top this summer. Do you own tank top? No, I don't. I'd have to like buy one. You don't own a tank top. I don't own a tank top. Look, I don't live in Florida, so I never needed like one ever because like it's warm for two weeks up here. Okay. Yeah, don't remind me. It's still in the freaking forties. It was outside. eighty-two degrees on Saturday, and we had a frost warning this morning. So that's the Midwest for you. Um, I'm not having fun. But anyway, this is a point about <laughs> Drew Pine. Like, know your body, dude. Know your body. Wear a shirt to cover up everything. No one wants to see your belly. Okay. He just wants to make sure everyone knows that he's shotguns because that's beer belly, man. That is a you can't you so can't pretty deny solid, it. Pretty solid beer belly. Full beer belly. Yeah. You know? he's not even of legal age, I think yet. That man should be. He's a junior. He should be. So he's close he's to it. He's probably 21. Yeah. But. He needs to be rocking a six-pack. He's a Notre Dame quarterback, man. Come on. Come on. I bet Tyler shape. I bet Tyler Buckner has a six-pack. Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe Tyler Buckner knows he doesn't, so he covers so it up. So he hides it. Yeah. 
I never saw Ian Book wearing a dang cutoff thing. Like, never. Ever. See, if you're Isaiah Foskey, you can do that. Right. <laughs> you need it, like, yeah. You got to know your... that man's limit- got a You got to know your rules, limitations, man. Um, anyway, Dick, I guess to make it a little more serious, like, I didn't watch the game. I read what you wrote. Goshenews.com. Yes. Jadarian Price. Running back. Yeah. Freshman. Early enrollee. He had the most catches, the most passing yards, and he even had a touchdown. 51-yard touchdown on a nice screen pass. Yeah. From Showed a, off his from shiftiness. It was yes. Steve Angeli. It was Angeli. Right? Yes. Yep. It was in the second half. Steve Angeli. Early third quarter, I believe. So he looked good. Steve Angeli, he looked pretty solid. I know it was fourth quarter and all the you know, backups were definitely in at that point. You know, the game was just about over, but he went 8 of 8, you know. He completed eight straight completions. Spring game. And then he ran uh, 10 yards on the last play of the game, scampered, hit the pylon, won it for the goal team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how impressed you can be about it, but he could have definitely done worse under the circumstances. I don't think think you can win a job or, like, a position in the spring game, but you can lose it if you look terrible. Like, I will always go back to Phil Dracovic. 2019 they that was disastrous he didn't look good and the rules of the game were kind of set up to where like you know they're trying to protect the quarterback so like he got sacked technically 15 times you know but like man it was bad and then he gets thrown out to the wolves talk to media afterwards and like he pretty much lost like he was done like it was no debate okay ian book will be the quarterback in 2019 you know Mm-hmm. So, Steve Angeli, congratulations. You've earned third string. Like, you didn't lose it, which is good. You didn't lose it at Ron Paulus, that's for sure. And nope. you've earned you've earned your keep for this year. Congratulations. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Your third stringer. That's my spring game takeaway. All the, all the rook, rookies, the freshmen that performed well, congratulations. You didn't lose any position in the depth chart. You're going to still be third string, probably. Like, Chris Tyree or Logan Diggs or Audrick Estemi will probably be the lead back. They might just split the reps between those three. But like Jadarius Price, congratulations. You might get a couple snaps now, like in games. Like you haven't lost that privilege. So. I believe it's Estemi. I thought it was Estemi. Audrick Estemi. I've heard Estemi and I've heard Estemi. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Audric. I know that much. Audric. Yeah, he the, led He led the... Yeah, he, he led both good. teams. 60 yards, 60 rushing yards. Led both teams. He's been getting a lot of praise this spring. Him and Braden Lindsay at receiver. Yeah, Braden, he had a few catches. Michael Mayer had a few catches. I mean, nobody really... I mean, a lot of people got their, you know, few catches. Other than, you know, like I said, Jadarian Price out of the backfield. Eight catches. Logan Diggs really didn't do much... And Chris Tyree didn't really didn't do much either because really neither of them really got a lot of reps. Well, Tyree was limited, right? Injury. Yeah, and then Diggs kind of messed up his shoulder in the second half, early in the second half, so they kept mm-hmm. him out after that. So it was Jadarian Price had plenty of uh, plenty of reps to kind of do things. Showed out for the most part. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, well, you know they they take the summer to get better in the weight room, things like that. Fall camp, August, and then. Uh, at Ohio State, September 3rd. Wow. Labor Day weekend. It's going to be here before you know it. I know. Like, less than 100 days. Get excited. Less than 100 days, it's not that It's not that close. 
Yeah. It's four months away, over four months. <laughs> well, look, math was not my strong suit. Hold on. We'll look this up. Like you, a, you talk about something. Talk about the uh, whatever you want to talk about for national sports or a couple minutes. What do I want to talk about? Mm, I want. I do want to shout out Riley Mills for Notre Dame. Three it's 130 ta- days. Three tackles for loss. 130 days. Yeah. See, that's what I'm, that's We're 100 what I'm talking days about. away. That's what I'm talking about. Not okay. close. NFL also, draft. Brandon Joseph. Braden Joseph. Look good. It was Braden. Let's take a look. Let's confirm. It's Braden. It's Brandon. Brandon Joseph. Oh, it's not Braden. I've been reading it wrong in my head the whole time. It's Braden, bro. No, it's look, Brandon. Braden Lindsay talk has <laughs> clouded my brain. Uh, Brandon NFL Joseph. draft. NFL draft this week. Thursday. First round. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Kyle Hamilton should be the first round pick. He'll be in top 15 pick. Yeah. His draft stock hurt a little bit because he didn't run the 40 well. So stupid. Like, watch him play. What? Like, watch him make that interception against Florida State last year. Covers plenty of ground. Yeah. He's not <laughs> slow. Like, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. Who cares what he ran wearing spandex in February? Like, He's deceptively fast. Yeah. Like right. a dog that's particularly fast. <laughs> <laughs> the AT&T commercial. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Anyway. He should be a first-round pick. It's going to be intriguing where the other kind of higher-profile Notre Dame guys go. Kyron Williams as a running back. Second-rounder. Second, third round, mm-hmm. probably right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who am I missing? Kurt Heinisch, maybe, like late rounds. Fifth, late rounds. sixth. Who am I missing? Offensive lineman. Myron. Myron tackled by Olo Amosa. He could be a fourth, fifth-round pick. Kevin Austin Jr., third round, fourth round. Yeah, he's intriguing because he didn't play a ton in college. He had obviously last year, but not a lot of game tape for him. So, but he's he's measurables are great. So maybe that'll help him. Jack Injury Cone. prone, which hurts. But Jack Cohn, fifth fifth round. Jack Cohn, fifth round. Could maybe? be a fourth rounder. Fourth fifth round. Fourth fifth round. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be intriguing. But it, 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 for Notre Dame, obviously the lead is Hamilton, and then uh, Kyron probably second, and then everyone else is like, sure. Kane Madden. Undrafted free mm-hmm. agent. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Same so, same with Drew White, probably. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And the NBA playoffs are happening. Bull stink. It's fine. Um, Buck's about to wrap it up. Yeah, especially with Zach Levine out with COVID issues and Alex Caruso and concussion protocol. Just Bulls just forfeit. Mavs. Don't, don't even have to play the game. Mavs won last night. Mavericks they're, are good. They're up 3-2. Celtics swept the Nets. They did. Golden State's probably going to close out the Nuggets tomorrow night. Got Suns at Pelicans tied at two. That's a good series now Who with no Devin that Booker. Happening? Well, Devin Booker getting hurt, obviously, is a pretty big factor. They won a game with Devin Booker playing, though. Without Devin Booker, you mean? Like, they won, they they won game lost, one with him. They lost a game we played the first to New half. Orleans. Yeah. Right. We played the first half. They were winning. And then he was out in the second half, and the Pelicans came back. And then the the Suns won game three without them, but they lost game four. So, it's going back and forth. I think the Suns are going to win it still, but they're looking know. shaky. I'm not feeling great about it. Game five, big game. They should. I mean, you would think at home. You would think at home they'll pick up that dub. It could be a seven-game series based off That'd be this. Crazy. Without, without, yeah, good without, for the Pelicans. I mean, I don't think anyone saw, but obviously no one even saw without the Booker, injury you thought, Even without Booker, you thought maybe they would still get, get it done in five or six. If it goes seven, kudos to the Pelicans, man. C.J. McCollum, seven a great series. I mean, and Jonas Valachunas too. 
the Suns had the best record in the NBA. So even without you know your they best were, player, I mean, they were twenty six the games. They're twenty six games better than the Pelicans in the regular season. So like that should be enough, Crazy. even if you're losing Booker to win, beat a team like New Orleans in advance. But I guess not. We'll have to see. Yeah. So the Raptors stayed alive too last night. They did. If the Sixers blow a three zero lead, that'd be hilarious. Because like you got Doc Rivers who chokes series away, James Harden who's always bad in the playoffs, mm-hmm. poor Joel Embiid like broke his thumb. He needs surgery, but he's playing through it. Like yeah, they're in trouble now. Yeah, they're gonna go back to Toronto. So um, I'm good. That's that's enough NBA talk for me. We're 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 getting near the 50 minute mark of this thing. We should probably wrap it up. You don't want to keep going Bucks uh, Bucks Bulls a little bit. <laughs> No. No. That's fine. The answer forever and always. Is tonight the game? They play tonight? Wednesday. Wednesday. I have to wait 24, 36 more hours. To just For the inevitable. Get their butts kicked. Yeah. They won that game too. I was riding high. I was so <laughs> yeah. excited. Oh, we're coming back to the United Center. I bought myself Venturi pizza on Friday night. I was like, I'm going to... Took Friday night off. I'm like, yes. We're going to have some nice pizza. Might have bought... You know, some adult beverages to go with it. And then, no, just destroyed. Thank God I had the adult beverages because it helped numb the pain afterwards. Thank God we had Wedding Crashers. And then we watched Wedding Crashers. (laughs) That also helped numb the pain. Okay, that's it. That's it for this week, I think. Thank you for listening. It's been a joy doing this podcast this week. What a roller coaster ride it's been. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the counties. When we started, remember that fifty minutes ago, and my voice was too low at times, and then yeah, like, and then I messed up. I messed the mic. You yelled at me for taking the headphones off. Yeah. They're getting a little warm <laughs> on my ears. Um, Don't yeah. be a weenie. Yeah, they looked a little red. They're yeah, li- my they're ears are getting red. a little warm. So, uh, okay, well, we got to wrap this up. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Should be another jam-packed episode. NECC baseball, softball tournament recaps, NLC baseball, NFL draft, all of the above. Everything you could imagine from the sports world here again next Tuesday at the Goshen News.